What is up, guys? Welcome to episode three of Demi Dad's Saturday Sit Down. Today is Saturday, January 2nd of 2021. Man, it feels like we would never get to 2021. Uh, 2020 kind of seems like um, it was like the longest year of our lives, but also it was the shortest year of our lives. It was, it was a pretty short year uh, because we didn't do anything. <laughs> you know, it was like January, February, March was normal. And then March to yesterday or two days ago, we were like sitting in our house. And, you know, I struggle with New Year's a little bit because... I mean, this year, uh, especially because we, at midnight on New Year's Eve, I, I know in my mind, I know in my heart, I know in my brain that nothing changes um, at midnight. Nothing changes between the 31st and the 1st, but it's it's that time of, you know, it really is a fresh start. Um, and actually, before I go into any more of this, I want to apologize to everyone for last week's episode on YouTube. For some reason, I was having a lot of technical difficulties and could not get it to upload to YouTube with the audio. When I exported it to my computer or my flash drive or my uh, external hard drive, it had the audio, but there was some disconnect between the video and YouTube. And no matter how many times I exported it differently and tried different things, it would not work. Um, I think since then... Just the other day, I think I figured out exactly what was going on. Um, so crossing our fingers that this episode um, uploads without any issues. And um, I do ha- I did release a audio only on YouTube um, of last week's episode. But if you have an iPhone, you can look on op- Apple Podcasts. Um, also, Spotify has it as well if, you, if there's any issues like that in the future. But I am hoping to get episode two up, fixed, and on... Um, uh, back on YouTube soon. So, but we are gonna we're gonna kind of reiterate. Sorry, I've got some in my throat. I keep choking out. Let me take a drink. Sorry if you could hear me gulp. Um, anyway, so we're gonna reiterate a little bit of last week. Last week, I kind of it was Christmas, so I was saying Merry Christmas to everyone, and kind of went through our my um, my our traditions and things like that, and what we did. Um, I talked a lot about, um, I talked a lot about like sitting in your feelings and really just being able to feel and experience your feelings and what you're going through and, and how that kind of really helped me, um, move forward in my progress and my journey with anxiety and depression, things like that, because a lot of times when we have, I don't want to say episodes or incidents, but when we have moments of being anxious or being depressed or being in in a state of mind where we don't fully understand what we're going through and why we can't feel anything or why we can't feel anything properly, I guess, um, we tend to turn our brains off and we turn everything off to where we don't feel anything and we kind of become numb because that's what we have to do in order to, um, at least this is my experience, what I have to do in order to get back to me, I guess, get back to a place where I can be myself again and and feel things and and interpret situations the way that Lonnie would, not the way that 
whoever this person is when I, you know, when I have anxiety and my brain isn't, isn't working properly. Um, we, so, so I tend to turn my brain off, but this, this year at Christmas and, and Christmas Eve and kind of with all the father, uh, family gatherings and things like that, that we did, uh, within COVID guidelines, um, I had to just let myself experience these moments of, of anxiety and moments of sadness and moments of depression, moments of things I didn't know what was going on and letting myself feel, I mean, anxiety isn't necessarily bad for me. It's not like I'm scared. It's not like I'm, I'm going to hurt anyone or anything like that. It's, it's, it's really just feeling like lost, like, you know, like when you're a little kid, you're lost in the grocery store and all of a sudden the worst scenarios come to your mind. Like, I'm never going to find my mom again. I'm never going to find my family again. I'm going to be trapped in this Walmart forever. Or or the feeling of when you go on a trip, like a camping trip, or you're going, you're going on to the, um, flying somewhere and that feeling of you forgot something, that feeling of something critical is missing and I don't know what it is. That's kind of the feeling of anxiety and depression that I feel. Um, not really depression, I mean anxiety, of something is wrong. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, the you know, I forgot something. That's not like a devastating feeling unless if you're, um, you know, Kevin McAllister's family and they forget him every single year. But, <laughs> uh, but that feeling of I forgot something. And so that's kind of where I sit. And that's and that, that's when, when I'm having anxiety, that's kind of what I'm feeling for the most part. And it's not triggered by anything. I've said that before. It's not triggered by anything. It's nothing that if it's not like I actually did lose something and if I found it, it would go away. It's, it's not like that. It's just that feeling, that feeling of hopelessness and loss, uh, that loss that I feel. Um, but we turn our brain off. So, so me allowing myself to feel these things, feel these emotions allowed me to feel the negative and experience the negative moments in my life rather than just turning off my brain, allowing myself to feel it and just sit in it. Even if I had to just sit and eat my dinner and kind of zone out but really focus on what I'm feeling, um, it allowed me to, 10 minutes later when it had kind of subsided or kind of passed, 10 minutes later when I'm feeling my, more like myself again, it allowed me to experience the good of what was going on even more, more exponentially than if I had shut off my brain and just numbed myself. So it was, it was a very eye-opening Christmas to me. Uh, it was great. We had, you know, my Leland, my two-and-a-half-year-old, and my wife, we, you know, we opened presents, and he's at that age where it's just so fun. Um, so it was a blast. But, yeah, so we had a great Christmas, but that was very eye-opening uh, with with my own experiences of how, I mean, I'm 30 years old and I'm still learning new things about my anxiety and, and, and issues that I have. So, so that was great. Um, that was good, you know. Um, but we talked a little bit about uh, anxiety is not, you know, it's not all sunshines and rainbows. But this concept of being open to your anxiety and owning your anxiety and learning more about it. Because we don't give it kind of the the attention that it needs because we view it as this terrible thing that 
sneaks up on us and it's sitting on our shoulder, you know, 24 seven. And when it wants to attack, we have no, we have no defense against it. And, and that's kind of how I lived. But now if we start to kind of form this relationship and not really a bond and not really a relationship, but form this understanding between ourselves and our anxiety. And we, we obviously don't want to learn to live with it, but unfortunately that's what we have to do, at least right now. And like I've said before, anxiety is not really a journey to never being anxious again. It's really just a journey of how can I turn this thing that I currently struggle with into a potential superpower. Uh, I mean, because my anxiety has made me very more susceptible to um, understanding other people's feelings and, and, and things that, you know, situations that other people are going to, I'm able to really experience that alongside them. And, and that kind of sucks sometimes, um, you know, taking on other people's emotions and other people's thought processes even, and just really, exp like, my, my, my wife and I, Jordan, we, I, I try and explain this to her a lot of the time, like, when we have, um, like, not arguments, but when, when we have conversations about, like, a situation or a certain, um, something that's going on and it involves another person and we're talking about another person, a lot of the times I really dive into, well, the reason this happened is because this person thinks this way and this person's thought process, this is a moment to justify this that happened in their past. And, and, even, and even if it's like something where, like let's, I don't know, like let's say someone was doing something that really interrupted me or, or made it so that I had to go out of my way to do something to make this situation right. It's very easy for me to say, yes, this really sucks. I have to do this. But this person's, this is why this person did this. This is why they're thinking like that. So I understand that. And it, and yeah, I'm a people pleaser. That's part of it. Um, and I hope this is making sense. But I really, I really overthink a lot of other people's thought process and, and other people's reasoning for why and what they're doing and kind of justify it a little bit, even if sometimes it's more work for me or whatever. So, um, but if we, if, if we have these realizations about ourselves and about our anxiety, we can really learn to not cope, but use these tendencies and these things in our life to impact our future decision-making. We can use this as a strength, and not always, because anxiety sucks and it's going to sneak up on you sometimes, but having an understanding of how it works, how you work, separate from anxiety, and how you can work together, I think it's a start. I think it's a start to being able to forgive yourself for having it, because a lot of the times we, we view ourselves less than, and that's, that sucks. Um, it's also a start of communicating. Once you communicate with yourself more about it, you're going to be more open to communicating with other people about it. Now that I've started this podcast, um, not that I talk to everybody about my anxiety, but it's so much easier for me to just be open about it and say, hey, like, hey, how, like, 
this is what I think in the situation. Like, how, how would you interpret this? Like, if I'm talking to a counselor or um, my, my wife's family, we, there's a couple counselors in, in that family and, and, and other people who have experience with anxiety and things like that. So just opening that communication is key. Talking to the people you're closest with. Um, again, it's all about the journey. It's about learning to love ourselves and take care of ourselves um, each, each, a little more each day. So, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what we talked about last week. Um, this week it is New Year's, New Year's, New Year, New Me. New Year, New Me, it's a new me. Is it, is it really a new me? Or is it just me a couple days older than New Year's Day me? I mean, I don't feel like a new me yet. We still have to wear our masks when we go to the store. So, again, like I said at the very beginning, it's not, nothing changed at midnight. But I do like New Year's resolutions. Now, bear, bear with me because a lot of the time, a lot of my life, like at least the last few years, I'm like, oh, it's so stupid. Everyone waits till, waits till New Year's to start these good habits in their life. And then they're, they're done four, five, six weeks later. And, and yeah, that's a cynical part of me. But, you know, as I'm thinking about it this year, it's almost like, you know, it's kind of like Easter, like Lent, you know, like everyone gives up something for 40 days. It's, it's not like um, obligatory, like, oh, I have to do this. It's more of like a self self uh, self observation moment like a way to just kind of clear your mind. So so here's here's where I'm going with this. Bear with me. I like new year's resolutions because we take a moment, the people who do it, you know, I mean if you can do this not on January 1st or not at the beginning of the year, do it cuz it's I I think it's just a great practice. Um you sit down you reflect, you look at your life, you look at who you've been, you look at, um, sorry, I spit a bubble. Um, you look at things that you want to change in your life and you look at things that you want to improve and you want to look at negative things that you want to leave behind in, in the last year. It's that self-reflection that we and then and then you implement them and and honestly even if your New Year's resolution only lasts six weeks, that's six weeks of good habits and motivation and and change that you've implemented in your life. So I think even if it lasts for six months, two months, three or six weeks, two months, three weeks, or I'm getting really confused. Six months, six oh my gosh, six weeks, two months, three months, four months, half a year. Even if it doesn't last until the end of the year. Imagine how much better your year and those things that you decided to change are if you hadn't done that. If you hadn't implemented those things at the beginning of the year and you said, oh, New Year's resolutions are dumb and you continued living the way you're living, 2021 is going to be the exact same as 2020. Uh, hopefully not. I mean, like, in your own, like, disciplines and stuff. I'm hoping 2021 is way different, but fingers crossed. Um. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago. We we really want to we really want 2021 to get off to a good start. And in order to do that, we should have started a few weeks ago with taking time to breathe, taking time to take in, be in the moment, 
and not rush, 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 rush like we normally do in the holiday season, but really to just sit down, um, take inventory of your life, and learn to breathe. Because once we get to January, there's really no holidays to rush for. It's just open space that we have to fill, and our our tendencies, and, and we've, we've, we've been so filled with all this stuff that now that we don't have anything that's that, that we're obligated to, that fills our time, now we have to grasp onto things that we have to do or else we feel lost. Um, and so I understand that that's why New Year's resolutions are what they are is because people have to continue to strive for something and do stuff, and that's human nature, but that's also um, cause and effect by the holidays where we're go, 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 now we have nothing, so we have to do this. And that could be why they, they, um, we tend to stop them, you know, four or five weeks later is because we grab onto these big dreams, these big goals, and then we slowly realize that we have so much more time in the day and we're not obligated to these things like we are with the holidays. So we start to lose a few things here and there. Um, but here's some ways to, to, I guess, stick, stick to what you're doing, whether it is, whether you're trying to lose weight, which I am, I'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, whether you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to defeat, you know, issues with anxiety, you're trying to find victories over depression, you're increasing relationships as much as we can in this COVID world. Or if you're trying to, you know, deepen your relationship with, with God and, and, you know, read the Bible more or pray more or, or anything like that. Or even, even if you're just trying to carve out more time with your family as like a mom or a dad or even like, you know, I want to spend more time with my brothers and, and my, my nieces and nephews and things like that and their families because 2020 was an isolating year. Um, so we need to figure out better ways to be able to comp- combat that. Um, so anyway... Step one, you want to figure out what you're going to implement. Figure out, sorry, step one, figure out what your goals are, what, what your big goals are, what your end game thing is. What do you want to accomplish? That's one. Write that real big at the top of, top of a piece of paper. Then step two is set tiny goals. Like they could be daily goals, weekly goals. I would say even go daily even go like like implement one thing in your day, like first thing in the morning or before you go to bed, do one thing that is going to get you to the next day, get you closer to your goal for the next day. So let's say, let's say you're trying to lose weight um, and your, your big goal is you want to lose 50 pounds, you know, by your birthday, August 21st, my birthday. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, let's say you want to lose 50 pounds. If you can't jump in and just change everything about your diet and your fitness immediately, like starting a fitness program or starting a diet, if that's too overwhelming, change one meal a day to a healthier meal. Maybe for maybe you eat, you know, normal bacon, egg, sausage for breakfast, whatever you whatever you normally eat. Um, you eat your lunch. If it's fast food, it's fast food. Whatever, just keep it the same as what you normally do. And then instead of having fast food for dinner or instead of whatever for di- whatever you do for dinner, 
change that one meal to something healthier. And it's, it's not, I know that's not big, and I know that you're not going to read anything about that in, like, health magazine or whatever, but if that's what you need to do to get one step closer each and every single day to be consistent with it, then that's what you got to do. Now, if you can do more than that, then do more than that. But I think it's important to have daily goals, daily and weekly and monthly goals, because if you set a goal of losing 50 pounds and you're focused on losing 50 pounds, um, then by the end of week four, when you've only lost eight pounds, you're going to be very disappointed. But if your goal is to lose 50 pounds and then your weekly goal is to lose two pounds a week and you lose two pounds first week, two pounds second week, and then you lose three pounds on the third week, you're going to be stoked. That's seven pounds. You've, already, you've done better than you're, you're, you've, you've already wanted to. You're not even thinking about that 50. That 50-pound goal will come. But if you don't have these little things, stepping, stepping stones to get to that, you're going to give up way sooner than you should. Um, anyway, so you have, you have these goals. You have your big goals. You have your little goals. You need to implement them. You need to find ways to implement them. If your thing is to eat more vegetables, throw more vegetables in your, um, in your fridge. You might not eat all of them, but you're going to eat some of them, and that's a start. A bag of... Broccoli, bag of frozen peas, bag of mixed veggies are like 88 cents at Walmart. Like eating healthy is not, not hard. It's not impossible. It's hard. It's not expensive. Everyone says it's expensive. It's a lot cheaper than eating fast food every day. But anyway, I digress. So implement, figure out ways to implement things. Figure out things that you need to change in your daily life in order to move yourself towards that goal. And then take action. Just do it. You can look back and reflect on who, who you're becoming and who you've been. Um, don't look back and, and be like, oh, I don't dwell on the past is, I guess, what I'm saying. Continue to look forward. Continue to focus on what you're becoming. Continue to grow in your disciplines and, and things that you're doing to get to your goal. And... Honestly, if you if you look if you do weekly goals, even one one two pounds a week. Again, this is a weight loss um, example, but four weeks is going to go by, and it's going to be you're going to be like, oh sweet, I lost eight pounds, I lost you know seven pounds, and you're going to be more motivated to con- continue the next week or the the next month. And again, I, I'm repeating myself, but if you're at the end of that four weeks and you've only lost, let's say you lost 15 pounds in a month. You're like, oh, that's nowhere near my 50-pound goal. I'm going to give up because I can't hit that even if I did 15 pounds again the second month. That's still not close to my 50-pound goal. Um, but so, yeah, so it's all about, it's all about um, continuing to look forward but also appreciating where you've been but knowing that you're on a better road to become the best version of yourself. Um, Living inside the new you, taking um, ownership of who you're becoming and who you're going to become and who, and all these things that you're changing in your life, taking ownership of it, not just doing it because 
it's fun or not just doing it to look good or not just doing it to, you know, it's, 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 it's implement, like, let's say you're reading the Bible and you're trying to um, get through the Bible in a year. If you read that Bible in a year, but you don't implement things from what you're reading into your life and can, and using it to change your life and becoming a better you and a more, um, a more knowledgeable, more responsible, more, a more you, a, a better you, if you're not doing that through this process and you're just wasting it. It's like you can lose weight a healthy way. You can lose weight a really, really unhealthy way. So it's not about just completing the goal to complete the goal. It's about the journey. Again, with this anxiety thing, it's about the journey. It's about using it to become better. Um, another thing is probably the strongest thing is your why. Why are you doing this? If you're doing it to just fit into a pair of jeans, then there's, you're, you're going to fail, most likely. But if you're, if you're doing this to get your life back, because you know that what you, the, you know that the 2020 you is not who you want to be, and if you really want 2021 to be your year, then you need to make it your year, and you need to make you who you want to be now in order to become who you want to be there. Because let's say I want, I want to be a super fit, buff person who is healthy. I mean, I don't have to be buff, but healthy um, so I can play with my son and not get tired as fast as I do now. I have to start living and doing things now that that person I want to become does. If I hope that makes sense. Because that person that I want to become, he wakes up early every morning, he goes to the gym, he eats healthy, he um, plays with his son, he exercises, he does all this stuff, he is responsible, he prioritizes his family. Not saying I don't prioritize, prioritize my family, but he does all this stuff every single day, and that's what I want to get to. In order to get to him, in order to get to that, I have to be that now. Because if I don't implement those things in my life, I will never become who I want to be. If you want to be a person who wakes up every single morning and you're like, okay, next year I'm going to wake up or next month I'm going to wake up every single morning early at 4, 5, 6, 7 a.m. and get stuff done. That future you does it. The future you in your head does it. But the present you has to do it in order to become the future you. Brant Hansen, he's a DJ on uh, Christian radio. He was talking one day and he's like, we give future us kind of a pass, you know, I'm trying to remember how he said it. He was like, future us, like future us is going to be, no, no, we give present us a pass, um, but future us is, is very responsible. So like future me, man, he, he is, he's like super responsible. He's super healthy, super fun, super outgoing. Um, but present me, man, present me. President me wants to eat a cheeseburger, so President me is going to eat a cheeseburger. And it's okay because tomorrow me, tomorrow me will, will do better. But the thing is, is that it's always present you. Tomorrow you, who in your mind is going to make better decisions, becomes present you. And we give our present us a pass way too often. Because we as a people don't know how to discipline ourselves and we don't know how to live in a moment that's uncomfortable. We're always seeking comfort. We're always seeking uh, 
I don't know what I'm trying to say. We're always, we're, just, we're, we're too lazy. We, 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 we're too easy on ourselves. But future us, man, that person is a warrior. That person gets stuff done. Tomorrow, future me is going to get stuff done. And then tomorrow comes and present me is still thinking about tomorrow me. So it's just, you need to become who you want to be now in order to be who you want to be. That's just, that's just what it is. And if, it's, if that's changing one meal a day for five months, you're going to be better off than if you didn't. So, and that's the crash dieting is hard too because you change everything in your life. You buy brand new groceries. You throw all the sugar out. And then after a week, you're miserable because it's not sustainable. So live in the moment. Live in who you are. Be who you want to be now. Change one thing about your life that reflects what future you does. Last week I talked about getting some bad news in my family, and um, this this week we we went to a funeral for my niece. No, not my niece. Sorry, my cousin. And she was young; she was younger than me, and she passed away. Um, I don't know all the details as to what happened. Uh, it's probably not really my place to know. It's just my place to be there for the family and for all my cousins and my aunts and uncles and and be in a place of prayer um, for the situation. But we went to the funeral. Everyone, it wasn't a funeral; it was a viewing. Um, and we got to say goodbye and stuff. And it was it was one of the hardest funerals I've ever. Man, I'm gonna cry. It's one of the hardest funerals I've ever. Or um, now I'm just gonna say funeral for. Simplicity. Um, it was one of the hardest funerals I've ever been to. Um, seeing all of my family, and in the you know I'm Hawaiian, and so family is very important to to the Hawaiian people. It's you know it's my tribe. It's my it's my people. You know it's people. Even if I even if I've only met them like once or twice, like I would take a bullet for them. Like that's how strong the bond is, and um, so seeing how much hurt has taken place in my family has been really difficult, and being at a place where you can't really do anything about it is terrible, but I remembered, I remembered thinking when we were sitting there and we're watching the slideshow um, and listening to Izzy sing somewhere over the rainbow. Um, I was reflecting on how terrible 2020 has been. But how it's almost like a cop-out to say how terrible 2020 has been. Because we, as people, don't know how to respond to things not saying that 2020 hasn't been terrible because it has been but I don't think we give ourselves enough responsibility as people to we didn't respond in a way that we should have we're so good at playing the victim of oh 2020 was terrible 2021 is going to be better but 
yeah, we couldn't have, I mean, yeah, we couldn't have big family gatherings. We couldn't have luau's. We couldn't have dinner, but, you know, I mean, dinner with extended family, but to an extent, that's that's an excuse because we have technology. We live in a world where we are so blessed to have literally... I can find anything out in the world. I can look at anything in the world from this phone. I can call anywhere in the world from my phone. So my New Year's resolution, one of them, is to throw excuses aside, prioritize my family, prioritize my extended family, Go out of my way to build those relationships. Go out of my way to be kind to people. Go out of my way to just show love to everyone. There's no re- Even if I'm having a bad day, that's my fault for reacting to whatever is happening in my life poorly. Not saying there's no time for grieving. There's no time for being angry. That's... that's Totally fine, that's human nature, but we are not entitled to our anger. We're allowed to feel anger. We're supposed to feel anger. We're supposed to feel sadness. But we do not let that become a part of our character. And seeing, seeing my family at this funeral and just being with them, being with them felt great. The circumstances were horrifying and I never want to do that again but it gave me such a a feeling of responsibility a feeling of don't want to have any regrets after this moment and maybe it's because I didn't reach out to my cousin I don't reach out to my cousins as often as I should so, I mean, obviously, when, it, when anyone passes away, you're going to have regrets, you know, because we're not going to have any time to, we're never going to be able to talk to them again in person, you know, until we meet them again. So let's live without regrets this, this year. Let's make the most of what we're doing. Make the most of our lives. Make the most of our relationships. Go out of your way to be kind to people rekindle friendships that you you know you haven't talked to this person for since college reach out to them cuz you might not get another chance and the thing is i mean i i have a chance right now to reach out to someone i have a chance tomorrow to reach out to that person i have a chance the next day to reach out to that person that's three chances maybe on the fourth day i won't have that chance anymore And I've, I actually started this thought process probably about halfway through 2020 of not cutting people out of my life because they cause me stress or they cause me heartache. But, you know, maybe keep them at arm's, arm's length. You know, you don't want toxic things in your life, but I would rather live with a little bit of stress and a little bit of heartache that someone causes me 
while they're living than to live with regrets after they pass of not being able to do more. And maybe that's stupid, but Jesus calls us to love. You know, love your enemy as yourself. He doesn't call us to be a selfish people. He calls us to be a loving, caring, compassionate people who spreads his love and spreads his kindness and glorifies his kingdom. And if we're only thinking about ourselves and how other people makes us feel, then we're not doing, we're not doing our job. So I'm kind of rambling now. But really, really seize the day this year, every single day. Look in the mirror every single day and say, did I do something today that I can be proud of? Am I happy? Was I happy today? Did I do something that brought me happiness or someone else in my life happiness or a stranger happiness? And just reflect and grow each day. So that's all I have for this episode. Sorry, it was kind of um, kind of a more meditative episode, but next year or next next week we'll, we'll we'll lighten some stuff up. Maybe I'll bring a guest on or or something or answer some fun questions or whatever. But um, yeah, new year, new me, new year, new you. Is it? Is it gonna be? It's up to you. So anyway, I love you guys. I thank you guys. I thank you for all the support. Um, Again, I apologize for last week's episode having issues. This week's episode will go up today. It is right now. It is 2 o'clock on the dot. I'm hoping to have this up by 3 o'clock, 3.30 at the latest. Um, So yeah, I love you guys. Be kind to each other. Go do something nice for a stranger today. See you guys next week. Peace.